Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And kind of a anything going on this Sunday? There's something. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. I have to check my schedule because. Uh, Let me look. Yeah. Oh, Super Bowls this weekend. Oh, damn. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking Banker Tank Finals, but well, that, I, mean, I guess there's too. another game that, going on too. But they're linked together. Yeah, I mean, when, we obviously know which one's bigger. We do. Um, interesting battle. Liz versus John. Uh, Josh, I apologize. Josh. Got to um, edit 52 seconds into the show, Ben. Uh, Good job. Yeah, way to, to screw it up, Ben. I'm going to just leave that in. Um, so, <clears throat> we are expanding, as we discussed, to more categories. I thought about it for a little while. Um, so we're adding the tackling leader, the sack leader, interception leader, obvious ones because we try to integrate both sides of the ball. Two more categories I think are interesting. Return yards leader and the first touchdown. Okay. But the touchdown is either run, receive, or Return. I took oh, so the, not not the pass, not the, not the no. quarterback. Okay, makes sense. I I thought that might be too easy. Yeah, I I thought maybe we'd get the same answer on that one. That's why I wanted to try to vary it up and uh, give us two different, possibly two different answers on that one. So what happens? And I have an idea here. If somehow. At the end of all that, they're tied. Oh, boy. Have an idea. Have an idea. Shoot. You have to pick the winner for this to happen. Yeah. But whoever picks the winner, because they could both pick the same team. Obviously. Whoever picks the winner, combine their score. Whoever is closest, without going over, we do showcase showdown rules. Whoever is the closest without going over, we'll get the tiebreaker. Combine their score from what? From what they believe the final score will be. Oh. I see. But in order for that to count, you have to pick the right team to win. Fair enough. And if you don't, then the other person automatically will win. We'll go with whoever won. I'm hoping they just won. I doubt very high. It would be such a friggin' anomaly. I did this just the point was to make it so... And I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to persuade one way or another. But, I mean, there's a couple categories you can kind of just chalk up. To, they might be the same. But you never know. You just never know. So, um, the tackling leader, um, you'll get one point. I thought that was fair. The sack leader, two points. Interception leader, one point. Return yard leader, two points. And then the first touchdown, if you get that right, that's four points. The only one bigger you can get points for is getting the score right, which, to this date, for the playoff anchor tank, nobody has gotten. No, and like, like I said, I, I do very, very highly doubt there will be a tie in any fashion, but just in case, we'll want to lay those rules out there. Yeah. Um, If you want to play, because this will get posted – at some point on probably Saturday when I get all their information. So if you want to follow along and see how who how who's doing during the game if you're watching the game live, um, and you want but you want to join in, you can join in on the post um, for fun. I'm not doing any of it. Uh, no, ben, ben and myself are not are not participating in, in making selections this week just for the sake of allowing our two finalists. To really battle it out one on one, without any kind of not not that you guys look to us for your answers, but there's just nothing persuading one way or another. It's just completely your picks, whatever you guys think, Liz and Josh, and may the best person win. And please don't tie. I do look forward to seeing what Josh puts in as kind of his one sentence summary of what's going to happen. Yeah. It intrigues me. It does. No, it's interesting. It's a good read. Tickles my fancy a little bit. Right, you made it weird. It was funny, and then you made it weird. 
I didn't make it weird. You made it weird. I just, I'm just Everyone saying. out there, please let Ben know how weird he made it. Oh, fine. Tweet at me or, or, or message me. Let me know how weird it actually sounds. There's sound. no such thing as bad publicity. Unless you're a politician, but we're going to get away from that. <laughs> Um, so I, I thought we'd do a fun little exercise before we dig into the game because I don't want to bore anyone. You know, we don't need to spend, like you said um, a couple days ago, we don't want to spend 35, 40 minutes on the game. Yeah. I wanted to get something to wet our palate. Different topic, yeah. How long do you give a Super Bowl, head co- Super Bowl losing head coach before you yank the court? So how long before the Chiefs fire Andy Reid? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Was kind of the genesis of why I put this question out there? No, here's here's the thing. He has a much better team overall as far as explosiveness than he did last time he went to the Super Bowl. Um, Man, I don't know. I don't really see either one of these guys in any jeopardy, to be honest with you. Which, you know, if it was... This was a case like down with and say the Texans made it. I know. Once you stop laughing, That's funny. once you stop laughing, resume. <laughs> you can pause it for a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're eating, I apologize. Um, but I mean, no. If the Texans made it and and you know, Bill O'Brien, who should be on the hot seat, but just keeps getting promotions. By somehow. the way, congratulations. Yeah, Bill congratulations O'Brien. on being the GM because he couldn't handle the head coach. So now you have two roles to fill. That's gonna go swell. Uh, I would say, I mean, if it was a case like that with Bill O'Brien, if he were to lose or get blown out, it might be, okay, you have next year. If you don't do it next year and you're out, which is absurd because I remember a time when I was younger and a coach was, a coach was just a coach. Yeah. It wasn't, you only made the Super Bowls five or, uh, you only made the playoffs five years in a row. You're out. Well, wait a minute. I made the playoffs. The team's still making money. We're winning. We're competitive. Now we're out. What the hell is that about? Well, that's just the nature of the game. That is one thing I do admire about teams like Pittsburgh. True. Because they take that very seriously. They only bring in somebody who's going to be like family to them. Right. And they, they allow them to the, make that choice when yes. they're ready to move on. To yes. Because that's why they've only had three coaches in there and pretty much their entire history. Three or oh, four. I can remember. They had what? They had Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll. Bill Cowher. Mike Tomlin. And unless there's someone I'm missing way, way, way long ago, I, I think it's it's at most four. But I think it's only three. Who will have more head coaches? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the Miami Dolphins, or the Pittsburgh Steelers in the entirety of their existence? Miami Dolphins. Yeah, probably. Although Arizona, they're they're creeping up there. No, nah, Kyler's going to be all right. I'm going to give you some perspective. I only went back to the past ten years, so <clears throat> the first one is Sean McVay. Obviously, rare occasion that you get canned after one season, but he did miss the playoffs. The year before was Bill Belichick. He's not going anywhere. 2016, Dan Quinn. Mm. Now, he was on the hot seat this year. But his team rallied around him. That that was, and we agreed, that's what saved his job. Yeah, and he deserves another chance because I think his team realized how bad they were underperforming. Right. So that's three years, and next year will be four years. Keep that in mind. Ron Rivera, 2015, out after four seasons. Four seasons after he went to Super Bowl. I, th- I still think his was BS, though. Right. I agree. And you have to factor in one thing. It's when he won the Super when he Not won. When he lost the Super Bowl, it was one owner, and now it's a different one. Yes. So there's that little, little extra on there. But four seasons. Just remember that. Four seasons. Pete Carroll in 2014, lost. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. Pete Carroll's, only, Pete Carroll's leaving Seattle when he retires. That's it. John Fox in 2013 was fired the next uh, the next season after the next season. Yeah, because he was the head coach of Carolina, right? No, this was uh, Broncos. Peyton Manning retired. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. He didn't win it with them. That was somebody different. No, that was different. Or no, I'm sorry. You're right. The next, the, you're right. 2012, Jim Harbaugh, 49ers. This one I put an asterisk near because. He left for Michigan, didn't he? No. Voluntarily? Well, he, they mutually parted ways. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, if you go back in, like, late 2000s, uh, the 2007 to 2009, they were using fiery terms. And all of a sudden, it turned into a lot of mutually parting ways. The Panthers mutually parted ways with Ron Rivera. John Fox mutually parted ways. Jim Harbaugh mutually parted ways. And that one was different because it was a, it was an ownership direction that was contentious with Jim Harbaugh. It really wasn't the performance of the team. And that was two seasons after they went to the Super Bowl. He got fired after the 14 season, which he, I think they were 8-8. Eight and eight. But they were still... They still like Kaepernick. Yeah, they were still on. They still had good teams, and he he after that he did leave to go to Michigan. But the parting was, I don't want. I don't think it was mutual, and I don't think it was job performance. It was just the way the ownership wanted to go, and the way Jim Harbaugh wanted to go was way too different. Things. Well, it may have been a case as the same thing with Ron Rivera this past season, where it may not have been performance. I know the team didn't do great, but there was a lot of injuries. Right. It may just have been just different view of where the team was headed. True. And they couldn't come to an agreement. And if you can't come to an agreement with a guy who signs your paycheck, guess who's going? Not him. Right. Um, 2011, Bill Belichick. We can see why he didn't go anywhere after 2010. The aforementioned Mike Tomlin. Right. Who will not go anywhere until he decides he wants to move on. Honestly, he could probably go... At this point, another 10 years without even making a Super Bowl, and they'll still keep him. I think as long as the team is competitive, yes. As that's just the way the Steelers roll. If they start bombing left and right, that'll be another mutual part ways thing, but it won't be an easy decision. It won't just be one week he's fine, the next week he's gone. Like, there's no – that doesn't happen in Pittsburgh. Right. <clears throat> 2009, Jim Caldwell. That's a throwback. <clears throat> Went to the Super Bowl in his, his, in his rookie season – with Peyton Manning. He was fired two seasons later. That was the year they were going to go undefeated. And week fifth, uh, week 16, it could have been their 15th game. They sat everybody at halftime, and the crowd just lost their mind. And then the Jets beat them, I believe. And then that this, the, the season he was fired, the end of the season, was the season... I've read it, too, and I can't remember exactly what it was. I think the, that was the season where... They sucked for luck, essentially. Right. And then they blew out Jim Caldwell. They let Peyton Manning do his uh, tour through all the teams to get signed a free agency. And they brought in uh, oh, uh, Pagano. 2008 was Ken Wisenhunt. They gave him four years after he lost in the Super Bowl to the Steelers. Right. In synopsis, I think it's four years. I think that four... I mean, you had some instances, weird things happen, but four years, I think, is reasonable to make it back to, to make it back to the Super Bowl. If you don't... The only thing I think that can save you is making the championship game. I don't, I don't think you need that. Look at some of the names on that list. Some of the names on that list had teams that had breakout years. Very, very much uh, overperforming teams. Yeah. Teams that were not your Pittsburghs, your New Englands, your perennial teams that are competitive and put a good product on the field. Teams that kind of came into nowhere were decent one year, a lot like, people aren't going to like this, a lot like a Tennessee, where last year they were okay, but they were... You know, mediocre in a lot of aspects. They miss no, they made the playoffs. And then this year, they became one solid game plan away from making it to the Super Bowl. Right. And now we'll see what happens with them. But you're not you're not going to just. I mean, I, I understand where you're, you're, it makes sense too. Where it's like, okay, it seems like if you don't make it again after four years, you're out. 
I think you have to, in fairness, look at the coaches that were out. Those were not people that set the world on fire with their coaching ability beforehand. I mean, the only one of those that really shocked me, honestly, was Andy Reid when the Eagles fired him. Because he had been so good. I realized there were some controversies that didn't necessarily have anything to do with him. There were some other problems there. So that may have been more mutual than anything. He may just needed a fresh start, which is understandable, given some of the things that happened when he was there. But... I also I think more than just like a, a steadfast, it's four years and then you're done. Obviously, if you go to the Super Bowl and then you're mediocre for four years, yeah, you're gonna be out. Doesn't yeah. matter. That's that's kind of like the the benchmark I would say. Now you have an instance where Dan Quinn fully expected him to be fired until his team went on a, a tor- torrent pace at the end of the season. Yeah, it looked and really saved good. His job. It looked really good. Really turn that around. I'm going to tell you this. That's not going to save his job next year. No, if it happens again, he'll be out. It will, it, I refuse. If he has the same thing happen next year, same pattern, and then all of a sudden they play for him at the end of if he still has his job. If I'm Arthur Blank, I'm like, okay, Dan, I get they love you. But why, why can't you get them to play at the beginning of the season the same way you're, they're playing right. at the end of the season? Right. It doesn't make sense for me as the owner to keep you if all you can get is the last quarter of the season out of your players. Yeah, I'm paying these guys for a full year. I want a full year to play out of right. them. Right. Yeah, makes sense. And I, I agree. I think if they come out again and they go, you know, 2-4, and 1-5, and five, and they just look terrible, yeah, I think Dan Quinn will be out too. I think they'll be okay. They have some talent down there. I think Dan Quinn knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, oh, you. what about uh, Mike McCarthy on your list? How many years after he won the Super Bowl was he out? I only went 10 years. Oh, okay. That's why That's why you're not hearing Andy Reid or McCarthy because I, I only went back. From, I went from 18 to 08. Oh, okay. I didn't want to go too, right, too, right. too far back. That's right. You looked at Super Bowl losing coaches, not winning. That's why you Correct. didn't see. Okay, yeah. That, that's why I'm like, why didn't he not come up? Right, I only, I only, yeah. So 2010. Yeah, so he made it. He made it another nine years, but he won. He made another uh, eight seasons before he got the boot. So and, apparently, it's four if you lose and eight if you win. Right, and then and then he had two consecutive um, non-playoff t- seasons, 17 and 18. And we know what seven last year was like. We know what 17 and 18 were like. It was Aaron Rodgers was not fully healthy all season. Especially last year. Especially was it last year or the year before. Seventeen is when seventeen was when uh, Huntley yeah. ended the season. Um, but I mean, you're looking at two, four, six, eight straight seasons, counting the season before he uh, won Super Bowl. Eight straight seasons where he went to the playoffs, and you got multiple divisional games. Uh, three, four. He went to five championship games in his career. Only won one. And that one, he won the Super Bowl. So he made it count. I'll just say this before my my closing statement for this this you know topic. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat at all. But I think the biggest thing is, do you, do you think it was more the fan base in Philly, they chased Andy Reid out as opposed to performance, because that that fan base, as far I don't I know not the entirety of the fan base I don't know the entirety of it, but they're known in Philly for being uh, difficult. Yes, in 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 the crowd, they threw in they the threw, stands. They threw batteries at a uh, player's mother. Yeah, they threw snowballs not, at Santa Claus, and. And this is coming from somebody who is is a Red Sox fan, and there's a lot of crap that gets talked and, and said in Fenway Park. And it certainly does not – it's not a blanket statement of all Red Sox fans acting like that. So I'm not trying to say all Eagles fans are like that. But I'm saying as far as in the actual stadium, they're known for not exactly being well, so kind. Well, because they get sauced up and then – well, yeah, every NFL. I mean, you every NFL well, they team. Get, you can't blame. They get really sauced up. Yeah, awesome. We we'll go to AA. Like, you can't. You can't just blame that on drinking too much. Acting like a total idiot. Oh no, no, no! Don't, don't. 
if I'm um, mistaken, I'm not blaming it on that. I'm just saying right. they get sauced up, so unfortunately they they like to get a little more aggressive. I think all I'm trying to get to is, um, at least traditionally, folks down in KC are probably a little friendlier overall. You would think so. I mean, I've been to the South. Southern hospitality is a real thing, man. They're they're much, much easier going down there than they are up here. We met that uh, St. Louis fan at Fenway. What was that? It was a year after the Red Sox won the World Series. Uh, yeah. And he was like, there was no hostility. He was like, oh, yeah, good game. You know, good series, guys. He we just talked to us for 20 minutes, got off the train, and left. And we didn't even sit with the guy. No. It was just, no, we met him before the game. Yeah, on the tee. Yeah. and it's Just a friendly just a friendly fan. Like, they're known, they're known very much for the opposite down there in Kansas City, which is, like, very, very friendly. I mean, they're, they're passionate fans, but they're not... They're not be throwing batteries at you. Even, even I'll say this: even when uh, the Bruins were facing the Blues last last year in the finals, you you weren't getting a lot of hostility from the Blues fans. No, it was friendly chirping, but it wasn't like mean, vile. Which, which Bruins yeah. fans can get mean, but most part, as you as you said with the Eagles fans, they're they're pretty nice and they could be genuinely courteous to what you your your team but Eagles fans I would say you know it was eight seasons after he lost the Super Bowl when he got fired and again it was two straight seasons of not making the playoffs for Andy Reid for Andy Reid yeah so maybe doing some more digging in is that the indicator two straight seasons possibly Two straight seasons not making Maybe the Maybe they felt like their team wasn't going in the right direction. Because I think, is Dan Quinn out of that category? Because how long is, I don't, because the Falcons didn't make it, the Falcons didn't make it this year. I don't know. In order to really know that, you have to be inside the mind of an NFL owner. That's and, and, and based on everything we know about NFL owners, that is a terrifying some, concept. Some are rational. Yeah. And eccentric some are just <laughs> some want to own the team i.e. I, jerry but some genuinely let the head coach and the gm run the team see it would have made sense for my, my little my little patterns would have made sense because he didn't make the playoffs this year or last year who uh dan quinn yeah but it's another instance where, you, okay, a variable. Variable was Arthur Blank said, "No, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a little more leash after the bye week," and then all of a sudden his team got that hint and said, "Okay, we want him around. Play well down the stretch," and then they they went seven and eight, uh, seven and nine, miraculously, which counts for a lot. Yeah. And I, I do agree, though, if it happens again next season, he'll be out. Nothing will be able to save him. Uh, Andy Reid, however, has a love of his players. Yeah. Uh, people love playing for Andy Reid. And he does have a really good track record overall. Not in the playoffs. He does dumb stuff in the playoffs. We've all seen that. We all know the, the stigma there with him. And I say it again. You want to get rid of that win Sunday. That's it. Stop playing victim. Win and prove you can win. And then people will shut up. But... A guy like Patrick Mahomes loves Andy Reid. So, as long as Andy Reid is doing well there, you risk really, really pissing off your franchise quarterback, your franchise tight end. To get rid of him, he has to really, really, really be struggling. They have to be able to see it's for the best of the team. Because if they just come out and they go 7-9 two years in a row and then they're just upset, that's really going to stick badly with that team. And put a really negative vibe in there getting rid of a coach they like a lot. And in seven seasons in, in Kansas City, he only missed the playoff once. Yeah. He's been very, his, very good there as that well. that was his second season. Yeah. So, and that was a team a, that was very much being rebuilt. Yeah. And you're talking two straight championship games. I mean. You could argue they should have won last year when for D Ford. Right. And you should. And, and you. I mean, the only thing you could say is. If the ownership is is entrusting 
Andy Reid. And as you say, if if Patrick Mahomes continues to love what Andy Reid does and his team continue to love what he does, I mean, the only thing that will be against him is age. He's he's 61, so how long does he want to do it? Yeah, that's, that's always the question, yeah. And when does he want to step away and take that break? Yeah. Because you've seen Bruce Arians do it. You almost wonder if you if you like at sixty one, after all he's been through, if he wins this year. I mean, you never know. I mean, there's been no no. I, that's complete. Just a complete guess on my part. That's been there's no uh, no inclination of that whatsoever from Andy Reid. Although he's more professional than that, he wouldn't hint at that unless you know no. until after the season. But I can't I can't see that happening. It'd be an interesting argument. It'd be an interesting conversation, I should say, if he wins. You know what else would be an interesting conversation? What's that? Previewing Sunday's game. All right. So Let's we're going to get into, into it. it. All right. Where do you want to start? Probably the first quarter. Well, we can start in the first quarter, but I think the, the Chiefs should probably do that too instead of waiting until the third, fourth, and, you know, second, third, and fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because I don't think they, they – they've proven they might not have to. If you keep putting up 21 – if they can keep San Francisco down – to like 14 points, it seems like KC could just put up 20-something points in the second quarter and ride that wave. Yeah, it's a little bit different doing that against the 49ers defense than it would be the Tennessee defense or the Houston defense. A little bit different. If they did do that, they're not gonna they're not coming back from that. The biggest competition is gonna be San Francisco's D line against the Kansas City offense line. Absolutely. And I know who I pick in that battle. San Francisco. All day. The only thing that's gonna the only thing I have that could that could save Kansas City's offense line is if that offense can just get in gear. Like you like you said, you can't sleep in the first quarter. You gotta get on gear and put them on their heels. You put them on their heels, now they don't know where to go. And and that that de- that offense just can just hit a fifth gear like that. Yeah, be really they can. Scary. They can. However, I didn't trust Tennessee's ability to pass the ball in big situations. Right. I do think the 49ers, while they haven't had to show it in the playoffs, they do have the personnel to – you're not going to match Kansas City in a shootout, but let's face it, Kansas City isn't going to walk all over the 49ers defense the way – that they did Houston or Tennessee. It, it, it won't happen. There's no way. I think I think people are really going to see the range of Patrick Mahomes in this game as far as, as an overall quarterback. Because he's not going to just be able to – and he doesn't do this. He moves around, obviously. Yeah. But he's going to have to – use his entire arsenal against his defense mm-hmm. because you're not rolling out the Nick Bosa side. He's too fast. You're not going to even stand in the pocket because Bosa close around the edge or um, what's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, the one from Kansas, that tra- Kansas City traded D Ford. No, 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 no. The other, the, the down, the defensive tackle on the line for the Niners, the guy who always runs up the middle. I want to so, say stubble, uh, Stubblefield. No, not, it's not Stubblefield. That's, that's Dana, years Dana Stubblefield? ago. No, 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 not Dana. I know Dana, he played. Dana, that's whatever. going back ways. No, we're getting to the age. We're getting to the point now where people, kids, guys that played when we were younger have their kids playing now. That's so that scares me. Um, uh, it is Solomon Thomas is on the D line, but that's not who you're talking about. No, it's a longer name. I always forget this guy. I don't know why because it, it's not like a common name. Boy, if I just had a 49ers fan on the line right now, I, it'd be super, but he is probably sleeping right now. Well, either way, you always have him and Bosa running up the middle or, uh, or Bosa around the edge and this guy up the middle. You got you got, you got got um, DeForest Buckner and uh, Eric, Eric Armstead on the line. Armstead. He plays uh, right end. Then I'm thinking Buckner then because Buckner's probably, defensive tackle. You probably think he plays tackle, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's who I'm thinking of then. No, why is it Stubblefield? I'm going back to like 1989. Um, I wasn't judging you, buddy. <laughs> I had a flashback. Well, you know, you see Niners in the, in the Super Bowl, you just yeah. think, you know, Montana at quarterback, Steve Young. Um, no, but, I, I mean, you're going to have him running up the middle. You're going to have Bosa running around the edge. 
Mahomes, they're going to have to design runs away from those two guys. And, and I, I, I want to make sure this is in. D. Ford and Solomon Thomas do come in and, and rotate with the other four guys on the line. Right. Like you have in their starting lineup, they have Bosa, Sheldon Day, DeForest Buckner, and Eric Armstead. Sheldon Day, I don't know who he is, but I know Bosa, Buckner, Armstead, and Solomon Thomas are all first round picks. And D. Ford is a first round pick that was with Kansas City. And they're all healthy. And they're all health. All of them are healthy. They're all healthy. They're all playing. They're yep. all fast. They only have two question marks on defense: Quan Alexander and and Jaquiski. Sorry, dude, I, I butcher your name. Well, it's not Bosa or uh, Buckner, so we're good. Um, but yeah, they they are they are scary healthy. I would say scary health the secondary the linebackers the d-line i mean their that defense is in full force if kansas city can win this game they've definitely earned it but you would say they're their linebackers i'm talking about uh niners backers have been stoked up a lot this off this this postseason uh warner and greenlaw they could be the difference maker because they need somebody's got to get. Isn't it? Isn't it usually uh, somebody coming out of nowhere who isn't like yeah. a star defensive player to yeah. come out and just start making plays? Because it's it just it was Dexter Jackson. They're just that, so up for the game. It was Dexter Jackson with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, Derek Brooks had some late picks, which I guess the the voting was already done by the time he got his plays in. But Dexter Jackson changed that game against Oakland. Yeah, way long ago. And then you got the Super Bowl with the the Cowboys, and I think they had – did they have Prime at that time when uh, Larry Brown got the – I don't know if he was with the Niners yet. I don't know. No, we wouldn't be uh, – I meant I was talking about the Cowboys. I know. Oh, you think he was – Oh, you think he was – He was on the Niners, I thought, okay. at that point. But, yeah, you're right. They're, they're – this is the time that someone comes out and makes them – and shines. And I don't, I don't think – Richard could come, Richard Sherman can come out and shine, but you know what Richard does. He plays the left side of the field. And only the left side of the field. And only the left side of the field. And his problem is going to be Ty- Tyreek Hill, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson can all burn him. Like he's going to have to play off the line so much every single down because there's no way he locks up press coverage on any one of those receivers because they get one move on him and they're gone. And, and you, know what, you know what Mahomes is going to do. He's going to toss it up. He's going to try to out-throw them, and they're going to catch up to the ball, and it'll be a score. That's just such an interesting dynamic for this game because you're absolutely right. If they do get a move on them, they're fast enough where it won't matter. They cannot run the defense. They cannot run anybody. Yeah. Well, the only – the only one that cannot run Damian Williams, and now he's a running back, not a receiver. It appears to be Tyree Kill, Fair. as we saw a few weeks ago. Yes. So if they do get they do get that move, they get that break, they get that half an inch, half a step from a defender, it could be a very long day for San Fran's defense. Providing Patrick Mahomes isn't running for his life. And and I hate to break the news to San Diego uh the San Francisco fans. Adoree Jackson, a cornerback with the Titans, track star in college. He is still young. Tyreek Tyreek Hill burned him last week. Oh yeah, no, two weeks ago. Sorry. So you have Tyreek Hill. I ran punishment from the NFL for what he did last year. So I mean, he's un- that fast. That is unfortunate. But you have some good. Te- you have really good talent on on the secondary. D- don't mistake that. You have really good talent, and it showed itself locking down some of the best receivers. Absolutely. But these guys are fast. And they get out in front of you. You're you're in trail. You're gone. You're, you're gone. But that D line is gonna be the factor because you said it. If he's scrambling, Tyreek Hill could be five steps ahead of Richard Sherman. It doesn't matter if 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 Patrick Mahomes is either on his ass or he's scrambling. And he can't see Tyreek right. Hill's got five t- ten steps on Richard Sherman. It I, don't matter. I'll tell you what that that. That no-look pass that Mahomes love to throw, all that stuff, that's all well and good a couple times a year when it actually works. 
If you do that in the Super Bowl and you throw a, a, a layup to Richard Sherman and he runs it back for a touchdown, g- guess what? That's that's not going to be so cute anymore. The, what was the play against? It was... What play? When? Uh, it was the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning. Oh, against the Saints. Thank you. Yeah. Terry Porter. Yeah. That just... That was a crushing interception mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Couldn't come back from it. That was it. Like you, if you get it, it, the Buccaneers, they had multiple, but the one that started down, started them down the hill, pick six. Yep. It makes a difference if you can just middle of the game, late third quarter, you just get that pick six, and you just it, it'll crush the spirit. Well, especially if they're up by by any kind of points, then right. you know if they're up by, even if they're up by three. Well, I then think, even if you don't, even if you miss the extra point, you're up by nine. You just made it a two possession game with a run back. I don't think I don't think the Saints were up by too much after before. I want to say they were they were up by like two. Or, they were up by I want to say three. I know I was enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, I was enjoying that game because I love watching Peyton Manning fail. Well, but, you didn't get a chance to do it that often, so. No. Um. I want to see. I'm intrigued about something with Jimmy G. Could this be his game to kind of launch himself in the top five quarterback conversation? Mm. Who are the others in the top five? Is he really going to overtake somebody? Well, Mahomes is in there. Okay, Mahomes is in there. Deshaun has got to be in there. For some reason, okay. Lamar, would you say Lamar, even after one season, put himself in there? Currently, if you're talking who is, I think you have to go year to year on this. Okay. So, yeah, he'd be in there. Russell. Russell Wilson, okay. I know we're going to probably, I'm probably going to say more than five players. I think Tom has dipped out of that. Statistically, yeah. And I think. Maybe Drew Brees. Drew. I think Aaron Rodgers dipped out of that, too. Yeah, he did that, yeah. I mean, it, Kyler's definitely not in there. No, I think that's – and Matt Ryan's not up there. No. I'd say he might be in that conversation. I think he might be in that conversation if he can take this game. And without without digging into the numbers, seeing who's going where, and, and, and I think Jimmy G could come out in this game, puts out a really good game. I don't mean if he puts up 200 yards and two touchdowns, and the 49ers win 35-17. That's not what I'm talking about. Cuz that's No, if he controls the game, if he was, controls the clock. Right. Yeah. That's a compliment. That's right. a that's an early Tom Brady Super Bowl win. I'm talking about what Tom did in 15. Yeah, against the Seahawks, Hard, against the Falcons. 15? Yeah, no, 15. I'm talking about uh 14. Against the Seahawks. Right against the Seahawks. That was in 2015. Oh, I have it in 14. Well, it was a start with the season was in 2014. Right, right. That's why. Yeah. That's why my numbers are low. I always go by the beginning of the season when it starts. And then everything you look up, it, it says, oh, 15. Oh, it's six. Just go by the beginning of the season. Here. Well, you can, you can, you can have um, Sean Payton bring that up. Regardless. That's what I'm talking about for, for, for Jimmy. Is, is a, a 2014 or... I'm not even putting it in the stratosphere. 16, I think, was the best for for Tom. Well, sorry, that'd be 17 against the Falcons, where right. he brings his team back from 28-3. I don't think, I don't think Jimmy wants to put himself in that kind of position. But I mean, like, come out and be the star. That would launch him into the top five. Otherwise, we're just talking about a game manager. This game is set up for something people don't expect to happen. You see dominant offense, dominant defense. Just to your point, it's kind of set up for something like that where Mahomes can struggle. Because I'm going to say this right now. If the Tennessee Titans can shut down Lamar Jackson, San Francisco 49ers can shut down Patrick Mahomes. I believe it. As now, long, As long as they don't get caught up in the trying to – we got to cover this route and cover this route. Oh, we need to make sure, you know, Tyreek Hill's double covered and, 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 oh, well, we need to make sure we double cover Travis Kelsey. But now this, 
you know, Damian Williams is available out of the backfield because now we got we doubled Travis Kelsey. It's not gonna matter. Just get to Mahomes. Because Joey, Joe, um, Nick, not Joey. Joey's at home watching the game. Nick Bosa is going to be Patrick Mahomes. He, Patrick Mahomes is going to be having nightmares about Nick Bosa for two weeks after this game. But you know, it's not just going to be Joey or Nick. See, you're doing it too. I'm it's not. It too. No, it's not easy. No, it's not. But it's not just going to be Nick. It's 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 the reason why they. Yeah, were but Nick's, so Nick's the fastest though. He's the one who's going to be. He is the, the most, biggest threat. He is the most athletic, and the most. I'd say fastest. Most right? likely to be the one chasing him. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's going to be on him. I just don't. I, I just don't hope not to see him out there for 60, 70 plays because that's not how they roll their defense. Well, no, because if they play their game the way they want right. to, he's not going to have to. But when he's out there, he's going to be dangerous. And and if looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, they are just as healthy, which is which is kind of putting us in a good spot to have a really really healthy squads on each side to yeah, really the, get the actual the actual best team will win right and right. get the best outcome obviously things can happen during the game that's always happens but they can't get they can't fall into this trap that a lot of other teams do and trying to cover this cover this cover this cover this you're not going to cover everything it's just not going to happen you have to take pieces of what successful teams have done against the Chiefs. And I always hearken back to what Bill does. And But you can't do that because the playbook for the 49ers is Richard's going to play this side and the other, the right corner is going to play that side, which is uh, Manuel Mosley. So the Bill theory about Tubbering Tiger Kill is man up your your second max corner on him and place uh, high safety over top of him, which makes sense. But you can't do that if your corners just play half half the field because now you can't have a player trailing. Well, like I said, it won't matter when Patrick Mahomes is staring up at the lights. Which is the bit. That's why I'm, that's my overall point is your defensive line just needs to get there. It's just a matter of fact. You just need to get there. You get in a shootout with Kansas City, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I like what Jimmy does. I like how the offense runs. It's a clean offense. They're going to run the ball, play action. They have Sanders on offense. Debo Samuels is pretty pretty dang good. George Kittle, I say he's the best tight end in the league. Arguably, anyone can say otherwise. Oh, when you had blocking and receiving ability? Yeah. yeah. I'll take him, absolutely. Um, you have the three running backs, although Tevin Coleman, we don't know if he's going to be fully healthy, but he's questionable right now. And then you have Burita and Raheem Mostert. You have a lot of weapons. But yeah, and let's not forget Jeff Wilson for San Fran, the guy who, when, when Coleman was hurt earlier in the year and, and Burita was kind of knocked out too. Was their fourth guy? He had some killer games. Uh, yeah, Jeff Wilson. You're right. Yeah. I thought it was Jeff Justin. Wilson Jr. Actually, I thought it was Justin, but yeah, Jeff Jeff Wilson. No, Jr. he killed it. Um, I just don't think, just because of what Kansas City can do, put up 28 points in a quarter. It may be in your head for a second, but you got to make it leave your head in a second. Four Niners have to run their offense the way they run it. And that D-line has got to get to Mahomes. And you can't let him scramble and make plays. Because if he does, you're done. Here's the difference, I think, between Houston and a team like San Fran. When you punch Houston in the mouth, they backpedal. They beat themselves. Yeah. Now, I mean, you even saw that when they played the Patriots. They had that big lead. And New England, a couple of plays went New England's way. And Houston, damn near blew it at the end. They did. San Fran will not have that problem. San, you hit San Fran in the mouth, San Fran laughs at you and hits you back. I'd say that's you're, fair. You're not, you're not going to have this, 
oh my God, we're so afraid of Patrick Mahomes. He just scored a touchdown on us in, in, in three a three-play drive for 85 yards. How are we going to stop him? They're going to go, this is how we're going to stop him. Let's go do it. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be scared. They're not going to be starstruck. They're going to make that guy earn every single yard he throws for. And the best quarterbacks, I'm, best, I'm sorry, not quarterbacks, best head coaches don't wait till halftime to make their adjustments. They're making them as the game is as going they go. on. Absolutely, as they progress. If they if Casey goes down and scores on, on the 49ers, uh, Sal, Salem, what's his name? Oh, Robert Salah. Robert Salah. Is pulling his team aside. Salas, I think, believe it actually is. I apologize for messing up his name. I don't think he's listening, but if he is, sorry. He is. We know each other. I just can't pronounce his name. Um, he's pulling his team aside and saying, this is the adjustments we're making because it's the X, Y, and Z didn't work. So now we're going to go to A, B, right. and C and, and see what that works. And they're going to keep cycling through different ways to make it work. You see the kind of shape that guy's in? If they're not doing what he wants them to do, he may just throw on some pads that are not there himself. I mean, the guy's a little... pretty good-sized guy. He, he is intimidating, yeah. and he gets into he gets, it. Yeah, he gets really pumped up. He doesn't yell at his players, though. I found that out. He doesn't yell at his players, but he gets jacked up. Mm-hmm. Future head coach. Should have been this year. And so should the uh, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to pick the winners? I'm thinking pick the winner, pick the MVP. Okay. So what do you got? San Francisco. 28-24. MVP? Hold that thought. I'm going San Fran. I uh, believe I'm going to go 34-17. And Mostert is the MVP. Not only because of what he did last game against Green Bay, but how he did it. He looked explosive. If you watched any of those runs, the minute he got a hole on that offensive line, he was gone. He was running like he had purpose. He That's a guy who's playing for a contract. I don't know what his contract is, but he's playing for a raise. He's been cut by how many teams? He's been playing for how long? I'm not saying he's going to go get Todd Gurley money, but he wants a nice little you know, seven-figure-a-year deal. And he, or at least a Super Bowl bonus. Apparently, <laughs> apparently both starting running backs... Played in Miami for well, one, yeah. But for, for for your favorite head coach, oh Adam Gase, yes, the worst coach in NFL history. Yes, yeah, he sucks. So my MVP is going to be Jimmy G. I thought about that. I'm going Jimmy G. But my only my only hesitation with Jimmy G because, like I said, this game is set up for something you don't expect to be the storyline. You expect Mahomes to go out there, overcome the 49ers defense, mm-hmm. and throw for 400 yards. He's not going to do that. He's not going to have an abysmal day. He's not going to be awful. He's not going to have... He'll put up three. No. no. He's not putting up 300? No. Against that defense? No. Wow. Um, maybe 250 and two. Interesting. He's not, he's not going to be able to kill it. He had a couple of games towards the end of the season where they weren't even... Uh, he wasn't even all that great. He had like a 124-yard passing game towards the end of the season. I think it was Chicago he played. He was awful. Didn't do well at all. Like, if he faces defense that hits you in the mouth, he struggles a lot. And they're going to come after him. He's a great quarterback, but every quarterback has their weakness. And defenses like this are his weakness. Good call on that. 251 and two touchdowns against Chicago. Yeah. And I think the week I think the week before that he did even worse. Like he's not he, he's a tremendous quarterback, and anybody would be lucky to have him as their franchise quarterback. I'm not I'm not knocking the guy. Uh, Three forty and two touchdowns. I don't think that's. Well, no, no, I know. I, towards the end of the season, I don't know exactly what it was. I don't have them all memorized. I'm just saying you were on point with the yeah. Chicago one. That was scary. No, I just remember I remember him really uh, really struggling one of the last games of the season. Um, but even two fifty and two is pretty good for most quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's sad when that's a that's a slumming a day for Patrick Mahomes. Well, I mean, he, you know, he, he's such he's such a talent. It's yeah, he is. Yeah, it's know, weird to see him not put up four hundred, two fifty, and two touchdowns. That's that's pedestrian for him, right? Yeah, it's like when Tom was in his in his prime. Yeah, when he's used to throwing up three fifty and three touchdowns at minimum a week. Right, a couple of six touchdown games in there too. 
when he's putting up when he's putting up three touchdowns and only one touchdown, it's like, well, what happened, Tom? Yeah. Did you have a bad game? No. But no, this is I, I do agree. I, like I said, I almost went with Jimmy G, except for the fact I believe, despite despite what Frank Clark says, that defense did not shut down Derrick Henry. Patrick Mahomes. I could. Patrick Mahomes in the offense, scoring too many points against Tennessee. Stop Derrick Henry from being able to run the ball. That was a game plan issue, not a dominant KC could, defense could issue. Say that more. The second I saw him on that 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 column, I couldn't scream it out enough to say, "What are you thinking, Frank? You should know what you saw. You knew you didn't shut him down." Dude had one tackle the in guy, that whole game. The guy was treated from Seattle for a reason. He's not good. And then he's trolling D Ford, saying he wouldn't jump off sides. D Ford took the high road. He said he owned that. He knew he shouldn't have done that. But Frank, I'll call this. I got my MVP. Frank Clark's gonna do something stupid in this game. Yeah, he's gonna jump off sides when uh Casey. Uh, nah. I hope so. They're marching. Sanford's marching downfield. You know, D Ford can take the high road Sunday at about I don't know 10 p.m. When he's watching his team hoist the Lombardi Trophy, exactly. So just, just that's the only high road you need. Tuck it in, D. Go out there, yep. perform, play your game. But I think the entire San Francisco team needs to make sure they understand the way you've been winning. And you said this, I want to say at least three times this year. They know what they are. Mm-hmm. They know what they want to do. And they do it. And they do it. Don't get out of what you do. And the the reason why they have a couple losses, and that was partly because of injuries on the defense line where they couldn't do that nice rotation they had. Right. And they didn't have quite the pressure. That's the only concern they're going to have this week against Kansas City is if Kansas City tries to do that up-tempo, we're not going to let you rotate your defense line. Are they going to get tired? But that works both ways. Let's remember, that works both ways. Because if if Hill and, and Robinson and Watkins are out there for four or five straight plays and some of them are going running go routes or post routes – those are not easy to run. No. So I just, I think it. I think this is Jimmy G's. For some reason, I think Jimmy G's going to go out there and just shine. I think this is going to be his entrance into the top tier of the quarterback discussion, and then next year we're just going to see this. By the way, it's it's a plethora of young quarterbacks. And you're just going to see this competition of quarterback here, quarterback here, quarterback here, quarterback there, just trying to outduel each other. And I think next year, the MVP conversation is going to be a lot tighter than it was this year. Because this year, was- I think so too. And it's funny you say that because I think if you're a fan of watching good football and a fan of this game in general, yeah. you the future at the quarterback position is incredibly bright. There's so much young talent and players who can still get better. And I remember thinking even four or five years ago, you got guys like Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, winding up their careers, looking at what was left besides them and going, that is a whole lot of crap right there. Right. There is not a lot to follow them. And then you get guys like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, I mean, even – I mean, I'll even throw – I know you're not going to like it. I'll even throw guys like Goff and Wentz in there. They're not in those guys' categories statistically, but right. they have shown flashes. And they are still young. Very People forget how young these those two are. But Wentz and Wentz – and, Wentz and Goff, yeah. They're still young. Absolutely. They, they can still learn. They can still turn things around. They can still improve. Goff's starting his second contract, and Wentz is about to start his second contract. They're both first-round picks, so they, they've only been in the league at most four years. Right. But I'm saying the future is bright. Even it, even at the lower tier 
or the second tier or third right. tier, whatever you want to put those guys in, they're still quality play. The the evolution of the offensive play callers in the play, in the pro game evolving their offense so that they can integrate the college game a little bit more just so these kids can translate translate their their skill set they're learning in college to the pros mm-hmm. because for the longest time these these players were not going under center you try taking Jared Goff who didn't play under center a lot put him in a Jeff Fisher offense which is run the ball and be under center you wonder why he failed his first season do you know you know when you tell me if I see a rant coming to stop you what? I, you know when I, you know when you tell me before we record if I see a rant coming yeah. to stop you. Yeah, it's gotta be one of them times. Oh, I mean I wasn't gonna go on a full on college football. I rant. mentioned Jared Goff and Carson Wentz that can carry you at least twenty minutes. I mean it definitely could. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant I was gonna go on a college football rant. Oh no yeah, no no yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Um. The 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 what my my the genesis of my point though is that evolution. Because for years, you, you'd look at the, the draft list and, and you'd have all these quarterbacks taking the first round. And they're all, like, a lot of them are overdrafted. Even now, still still to this day, they get overdrafted. And they're washed out after two years. And washed, yeah. Yeah. You, you have litany of quarterbacks, just first round talent, just washed out after a few years because they're just not good enough. You're not really having that happen anymore. Not really. You're now getting these, like, I could go back the past five seasons. You're now starting to see quarterbacks come in, whether it's first, second, third, fourth. Um, Dak Prescott, fourth. Yeah. Like, you go deep in the draft, you get these these, these these players, and they're coming in, and they're actually translating. Well, now you don't have bad bad uh, bad quarterbacks really. Now you're 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 going to have a, t- a tough time thinking what the top five quarterbacks are because you have so many talented quarterbacks. And it's just, it just makes the game that much better. Absolutely. Which, more competitive. I know. I, I you might give me a frown face for this. This little, uh, little mention reference. It's what leagues that are trying to duplicate the NFL want is you want those prime quarterbacks. The only way. Uh, uh, a league like the XFL is going to exist mm-hmm. and and maintain is you need to get that talent. And how do you get that talent? You translate what they do in college to the pro. Obviously, something's a little different, but you translate it so they understand. I think they're missing the boat when it comes to trying to compete with the NFL because you will not compete with the NFL. There's no way. No, and that's why you have to you have to play away from when the NFL is playing. Not only that, but I think they would be much better to almost affiliate themselves as a developmental league. Exactly, not like a minor league system because you can't have that where guys can play just too many games and end up getting hurt. But have a developmental style league where, by the time the XFL season's over, yeah, you're still going to have a long time before the NFL season starts, before training camps would even start. You can you can let those guys play through that season, and then almost have like a day have like. Um, okay, so obviously that that league's going to start shortly after the NFL season's over with, which I don't think free agency will actually have started yet, the new league year for the NFL. No, it'll be about months. So what you can say is once that season for the XFL is complete and they play whatever game they, they call it at the end of the season, I don't know, then you could have almost, not like a draft, but you could have almost like uh a waiver period? Uh, so yeah. Whether those players, the free agents, would be able to be taken. And those teams would then be compensated. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. And almost like work with the league instead of trying. Because if you just try to go against them heads up, they're going to get crushed again. And, and you got to think of this. There's over 150 colleges in D1. Right. I'm not referencing Division Two. Or Division Three. I'm talking about just D1. If you give another league, that's more opportunities for kids who would never get a shot in the NFL. They're now getting a shot in this other league that 
possibly could be successful. And if you just translate their skills, it's like what Bill does. What does Bill do? He knows what you can do right, and he's going to amplify it. Because he's not going to ask you. If, you can't, if you're a linebacker and you can't cover, he's not going to ask you to cover. He's going to take you on the team knowing what he wants you to do, and it won't be, it'll be exactly – it'll play to your strengths. Right. Exactly. So that's what you got to do with these kids that come out of college. Because there's only so many – there's only so many spots in the draft, okay? They, are, mm-hmm. they discuss each year should they expand the rosters. They're not going to. No. The only way, the only way they're going to get those expand rosters is if the owners get their 17th game, which ain't going to happen either. No. So neither one of those is going to happen. And there's only so many players that get invited to the combine. And a majority of those players are the players that get drafted. So if you don't get invited to the combine and you don't get drafted, what's your option? Play some local state league? Continue to go to tryouts and hope you get invites and things like that, yeah. And that's it. And think about all the advanced stats they have these days. They didn't have even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because we know there's been a plenty of early-round flops. Can you imagine the number of talented... I don't know, it's, it's not as large as like first-round successful players. Mm-hmm. But the number of just immensely talented people over the course of the history of football who have not been recognized... Or drafted because they didn't fit some kind of mold or some kind of metric. Oh, the quarterback position. Uh, any position. Oh my god, really, that even. was that was running like that. back, quarterback. Right. Look at a guy, like, even a guy like Mostert, where he's been caught by what eight NFL teams, and now he's on his ninth, and he's probably gonna you know play a very 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 big role in his team Super Bowl run. Well, he's already played a big role in the run, but right. and they're trying to close it out Sunday. I mean, this could really open, like you said, open the door. For a lot of players who otherwise may just have to go take an everyday job, which there's nothing wrong with. But if you have the ability to play, you right. can now extend oh, your, yeah. your chance to prove that. And a and, and prime example is if you're a cornerback and you're 6'2 and you run a 4-5-5. Five, five. Oh, you're, buddy, not only you're a safety, uh, you're going to get drafted in like the 6th, 7th round. That's like 10 years ago. And then Pete Carroll comes into the league, right? What does Pete Carroll love? He loves big, rangy corners. All of a sudden, it's all the rage. Look what Bill did. He Bill took a six. I think, Joe Juwan Williams, I think it was a six or six two, six three mm-hmm. in the second round. Yep. Like you got teams that are salivating over these six two, six three corners, and if they run a four five five or a four five, they can get over it. Draft him in the second or third round. You it's, know, it's an added bonus if you can run a four four. I think this would be a good conversation to table mm-hmm. and bring up at a later date because I think there's a lot to unpack here. And uh, oh yeah, I think we should. It, it, we owe it to the topic itself overall to be able to actually go through and really, Take really dissect it. it. Maybe around uh, maybe when we get closer to the combine, so I don't drown you with my uh, my college takes. Yeah, it sounds good. I'll, just, I'll have to like I'll, we'll have to record, but I'll just have like a super sucker in my hands. Yeah. If you got a hand, I'll have to spray you. Uh, we need water protection for the mics, though. I won't spray the mic. Okay. Yeah. Just be just be like, hey Ben, just step yeah. this way. Yeah. And then I'll just be like like Caesar Milano. Really? Yeah. We're gonna go there. Maybe feel like Cartman. Whatever works. All right. So with that, anything else left on this this game you want to? No, I mean we already picked, we already kind of dissected that. We already moved on to a different topic. We, okay, uh, I didn't know if you wanted to circle back to it. Real no, quick. I mean I'm good. I think, uh, like I said, 34-17, Niners win. Mostert's the MVP, and I think, I, I think Patrick Mahomes spends most of the day looking at the lights. I will say though, Kansas City will be will be a destination if they win, and when I mean that, I mean you're going to see possibly free agents take. Uh, Aging, aging free agents take a little bit less. See how much room they have. We'll see. Yeah. But until that time, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much for listening. Please let us know what you thought about any of our topics today, whether it be our two bank or tank finalists. Good luck to both of you. May the best person win. Our Super Bowl discussions on the preview, the winner, or if you think either head coach will be in jeopardy down the road. And Ben, where can they bring those topics up? 
Well, we do our post on Instagram. That's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk F O one. And most of the discussion occurs on the Facebook page where the Banker Tank Championship game post will be put up on, I believe, Friday or Saturday. And that's Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Please let us know what you think and enjoy Sunday's game. And for Ben, I am Chris. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.